Come on in, guys. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Episode one of the Talking Llama Survivor podcast. Jared, we made it. We're finally doing it. We made it. Final tribal. It's already here. There we go. I know uh, we've been talking about this for a little bit of time now. We're finally just getting to it and having a little fun with this. Um, My name is Matt Hambidge here with my buddy and fellow Survivor superfan, Jared Sundin. And we're going to be doing a weekly Survivor podcast you couldn't figure that part out already this first episode we're just going to give a little you know introduction into who we are our i guess survivor journey if you will when we got into the show what we like so much about it you know what draws us in as fans what made us want to do do the podcast um to know that's there's being a fan and then there's actually taking time out of your day and week to dedicate it in this way and i know we're both both big fans we just want to kind of be a part of survivor in whatever way we can so jared what about doing a podcast kind of drew you in well i just like talking survivor with other people that love survivor and i know like within the survivor community there's a huge loyalty but in my life i still don't really know that many people who are like true dedicated survivor super fans so I just love being able to talk about certain players, you know, strategies, moves, anything like that, um, that you might not be able to talk about with someone that you just run into, you know, walking down the street somewhere. Yeah. It's not like, you know, catch up on the Vikings game on Monday. Yeah. Not everyone's just casually watching survivor, but I I'm right there with you. I just love the show. You know, we're both, both big fans. We're, we're lovers, not experts. I think that'll show through both in the good and the bad. And like you said, it's just fun talking about Survivor. There's lots to love about it, which we'll get into a little bit here. Um, but I first, but first, the big piece of news, it'll be a couple days old when this episode posts. But as we're recording on March 22nd, there was an official announcement from the man himself, Jeffrey Probst, that Survivor 41 is officially going into production. Uh, the plan is to do season 41, take a little break, film 42, and then have season 41 film in September. So we'll get more into that as the season draws closer and some and the cast is announced and all of that. But Jared, what are some quick thoughts on Survivor officially getting back on the CBS television slate? Well, it's about time. <laughs> I've just, yeah, I've had enough seasons to, you know, go back and rewatch. They produce so much content over the last 20 years that, you know, there's really no shortage of it. And I know I still have some of the international seasons to get into, but yeah, there's nothing like watching and not knowing what's going to (laughs) happen as you see it. So yeah, that'll be a nice change of pace from what we've been through in the last year or so. Yeah. Just like you said about time, obviously there were some obvious factors outside of their controls. Nice that they have the 
the go ahead from Fiji and everyone's, you know, following safety protocols, doing it in the, in the safest way possible. And that's obviously priority number one, but like you said, just new survivor. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I, about a year, almost a year ago, um, kind of at the height of the quarantine era, um, I was really getting into the international survivor kind of right after war, after uh, winners at war ended. So I crushed through five seasons of Australian survivor, two seasons of South Africa survivor, two seasons of New Zealand survivor, all very good in their own ways. And it was like brand new, you know, they're modern seasons and I had no idea what happened. Uh, so that was super fun. And we may get into some, into some international stuff, um, depending if you have time for it uh, to watch it, that is. And then on where we match up with what our initial plans uh, finish off at or you know where they match up with the beginning of season 41 airing. But new Survivor, I mean, that's that's the news of the day. And I'm just beyond excited that it's finally on the horizon for us. You know, still got a few months to go. Um, but if you are an international fan, South African Survivor season eight premieres June 3rd, I believe it is. Uh, if you do want to watch the international seasons, just get at me on Twitter at Matt Hambage. I will gladly hook you up with that. Uh, but for today, um, quick little overview of kind of what to expect from us and from the show. And then we'll get into some of our survivor stories, how we got into it, all of that. So to start um, the next few weeks, we're going to do a rankings of a combined rankings of our seasons. So you just took the average, you know, each submitted our rankings one through 40 and then took the average. And that's the order we're going to discuss them in. So the plan is to do five seasons at a time, starting at the bottom, of course. And, and by the last episode, uh, we will get to Island of the Idols. <laughs> is he lying? Guess I'll have to wait and find <laughs> out. Um, and so the plan will be to do five episodes or five seasons per episode. Um, but if we run long, you know, we'll call it on the fly to do a two, three or three, two split. Don't think that'll be an issue, at least for the bottom five. Um, but we'll see how much we get to. But as we get into the better seasons, um, we may go along and may just have to call out on the fly, but just means more episodes for us, more fun for you guys, hopefully. But even with that, I think what we'll find, and as I was finding myself kind of looking through these as a just brief overview, even the bad survivor is often pretty good. And I think that just speaks to the staying power and the creativity and the production team behind the scenes that 20 years in 40 seasons, there's only a handful of duds. I'm looking at my rankings and this is part, partially why I love it so much is that it's just so consistently good for the most part. I mean, obviously you've got, I, I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that Thailand is in the bottom five, which we'll be discussing next week, <laughs> but that's such the rare case. Would you agree with that, Jared? Yeah. And um, another thing that I was going to add in as you were talking there was that you and me did not necessarily agree on everything in these rankings and in some cases there's even some pretty big discrepancies between uh where you would rank a season and where i would rank it and i think that kind of speaks to how complex the show is where like on a season that i don't particularly find that interesting there's enough in there where you can rank it as you know one of the i guess top 10 to 15 seasons and um yeah, just I think that that speaks well as to, you know, what a complete show it is. Absolutely. And I was going to touch on that just a little bit, just to give a little idea of kind of where we matched up on the rankings. They had an average difference of 6.3, mm -hmm. 
that seems about right. Four seasons matched exactly. Three of them were in the top five, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody. But the fourth, I'll leave a mystery. I'll make sure to note it, but it's kind of just an obscure, just smacked somewhere in the middle there. Nine seasons, we were off by just a difference of one. Ten seasons, we had a difference of ten or more. One season with a difference of 20. <laughs> and the biggest difference was 22. Both of those were each, actually were each on the high end and low end of the 20 and 22. I've got one ranked really high that you have much lower and then vice versa for the other one. So those two specifically will be, be very fun to talk about, um, especially with just such a difference of opinions on, on those two. And then once we get through all the seasons, the plan will be to cast a second chance season. So as we go through each individual season, we'll kind of mark down the one-time players that we would like, to, would like to see come back. We'll also talk about other returning players who maybe already played again if we want to see them come back or not. But the the main the main one will be the second chance. Um, that was a really fun idea that they did. And there's a lot of one-time players that are worthy of, of a comeback. Um, so that's kind of what the beginning weeks or couple, two, three months or so will be. And then hopefully we won't have too much space to fill before season 41 rolls around and then we'll be neck deep in that coverage, which will be just beyond fun. So how do we get into Survivor? Why don't you start, Jared? Did you start at season one? Did you pick up several well, years later? Uh, way back when in, what was it, 2000? Um, that is the first time that I watched Survivor. I was watching pretty much every week with my family. I was 10 years old. And I remember we were on vacation during the finale week and we made sure that we stayed in the hotel to be able to watch the finale of season one survivor, just cause it was like such a monumental event to see someone get a million dollars back then for playing a game on TV. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, just one of those things we didn't want to miss. And then uh, after that, I had never watched it again. So here we are. No, um, I, but in all seriousness, I took off like probably 17 years or something. <laughs> just um, ridiculous to say. Yeah. And um, got back into it a little bit. My mom and my brother kept watching it casually um, as the seasons went on. And like a couple of times, uh, you know, I'd be with both of them and they'd want to turn an episode on and I would get a little into it and I'd be like, Hey, why, why did this just happen? Or what did they mean by this? And I could feel myself gradually becoming more and more interested um, in what was going on. And I was realizing that the game was just so much different than what I remembered and what I thought it would be. And um, yeah, starting with, uh, Season 35, which was what heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Um, that is like the first one I really got back into. And since then, I, I watched through, you know, Ghost Island, David versus Goliath, Edge of Extinction, all the way through Winners at War. So like once I had kind of gotten back into the recent seasons, that's what made me want to go back and rewatch everything that I had missed for <laughs> 20 years. Um and I remember you and me had a conversation about this because you, you are my 
survivor spirit animal. And I was asking which seasons I should go back and watch, which ones might be a waste of time. And um, you laid out like so completely, like what a plan of attack for me (laughs) would be. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this right, I should just watch all of them. So uh, I can honestly say like going through 40 seasons of survivor in a one year span (laughs) was maybe the most enjoyable TV viewing experience of my life. Just there's, it was from one to the next, like you'd finish one and the same night, just start the next one, just keep going. And, uh, yeah, I could not get enough of it. So yeah, I got, I went back through all of them and, and since then kind of been picking and choosing which ones I want to watch again to get a better idea or a little bit better memory of, of what all happened. And yeah, it's, it's been pretty great. Great. Yeah. I mean, that actually mirrors me as well, fairly closely. I watched season one, like the other tens of millions of, of, of people around the country did. And the thing that sticks out to me still is just the giant chest of cash at the final. <laughs> I want them to bring that back that, I mean, it was just so absurd, just a treasure chest of a million bucks. Even if they don't do it, even if it's, I mean, if it's not real money, I mean, that'd just be awesome. See Jeff Probst walk onto the, the CBS lot and there's just a million bucks in cash right there. I doubt they'll do it for a lot of reasons, but that'd be incredible to see. Season 41, might as well just go big. The first one. <laughs> just do a, do a treasure chest filled with like two Bitcoin. <laughs> we'll call it good. I would love that. <laughs> two physical Bitcoin. <laughs> and then um, I liked it. Didn't love it. You know, I was, like I said, 2000, I was 10 years old. Um, so I didn't really fully grasp the, not that there was a ton of strategy. I and mean, Richard Hatch was well ahead of his time in the strategy department there, but it didn't really catch me. I didn't watch anything um, until season 29, San Juan del Sur. And even then it was two, my two roommates at the time. They were watching together. What and an interesting it, season to pick back up in. It's like, well, the, the next season is when I actually really got into it. Okay. Um, and so, you know, they'd watch every Wednesday in the living room. So I would be doing whatever around the house and I'd catch an episode here or there or see a challenge, see if tribal council. And it was, it was interesting. I was definitely part of the, oh, that show is still on crowd, which still exists today in a very annoying manner. That's still kind of the common response. If you talk to someone about survivor who doesn't yeah, watch survivor, yeah. you can almost guarantee it's like a. Better, better than a 50, 50% chance. They're going to say, oh, that show's still on, which I get it. You know, 20 they, years, not yeah, the show's last that long. I think it's watching people eat gross things and, you know, just try and make it for X amount of days yeah, on and, a desert and they, island. And they think it's a lot less real than it really is. That gets brought up a lot. But I was like, oh, this, this is interesting. I think, I wish I could remember the exact move. And it's something that's so basic in today's Survivor. But it was near the end of this end of the season, and somebody somebody lied or someone said they weren't going to vote for someone, and then they voted for them at tribal council. It was like, oh, people do that in this game. Like, if you think about it now, of course you're going to deceive and lie. But it was since all I had to reference was season one, where like seven people got votes at the first merge tribal council, <laughs> no one knew what was happening. Well, what letter did that person's name begin with? 
the alphabet. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the alphabet strategy. <laughs> so much good stuff from Borneo. Um, I was like, oh, there's a, this is a lot more complex than I, than I realized. So then I started watching season 30, Worlds Apart, which not, not the greatest season to jump into, but I had nothing to compare it to. So to me, that was a very fun season. And I, I recognize it's not a great season for several reasons, which, which we'll save. Um, but it holds a special place to me because that's what really got me back into Survivor. And then from there, you know, it was off to the races, kind of like you watched in a very weird manner, though. So I, what I ha- did was I watched back what was on Amazon Prime for free, which obscurely it was season one, season three and season 12 through 28. So kind of skipped around a little bit. I watched. They had those. to get Africa in there, huh? I guess so. That was part of the deal. So I watched those, and then, and then I got at the time CBS All Access, um, but just to finish off the seasons that I hadn't seen yet. Um, so I I didn't really see the natural evolution of the game. I kind of got all these different parts, went back and jumped forward again, um, but finished most of them before season thirty-one, second chances. Um, and you know, it was just, just gangbusters. It was just all in from, from the, from the word go. And, you know, I started blogging about it as well. Um, I have a website news from the couch, a little shameless plug there. I do, do blogging each season on, on new episode recaps, my thoughts there started when the site launched, um, heroes, heroes, healers, hustlers was just finishing up. So the first few entries are from the last like three episodes, maybe of that season, and then Ghost Island was the first full season blog, cast preview, episode recaps, all of that. And that just increased my my love of the show. I'm um, you know, big fan of Rob as a podcast. It's kind of partially inspiration for me, at least, to want to do this. Just listening to those those guys, you know, all the awesome guests they have on, just talk about Survivor. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. And I'm just listening to this. I want to do that, too. And obviously, Rob is Rob Sesternino, Rob Sesternino excuse me, is, you know, just a little bit better of a survivor mind than we are, I would I would think. But he's also an expert and and a lover. And we're just we just love the show and we're just here to talk and have some fun on it. But I've been blogging about that since you know, full on since Ghost Island season 36 and haven't missed a season yet. I don't really see that stopping. And I mean Survivor is just just awesome. So that'll lead us right into um, what we like why we love the show so much. And you know, we got into a little bit you know, there's the, the social aspect, there's the strategy, there's the challenges, the physical aspect, just the, the mental toughness to push yourself. And one thing that I really like about it, it's not so much about the, the show itself, but kind of the, the setup of the show is that it resets each season. So if there's a season that sucks or is a downer or this, that, or the other thing that doesn't really have any bearing on the next season. You know, it might inform a future season if they if production inserts a new twist or people pick up on how they hide idols or things like that that future players might might kind of take take account take into account. But you know, when when Thailand airs and it and it's terrible, they just pick up production and start fresh with Amazon, which is which I think is a really good season. And when Island of the Idols, the disaster that it was. That was followed or right my up. favorite. <laughs> Guess we'll have to wait and find out. That was followed right up with Winners at War. And that was obviously benefited 
by being created all in all winter season, just some of the biggest characters, best players. But that's what the show is able to do. It can finish the season and then just go right into the next one and pick up, you know, pick up the pieces and, and start fresh. But for me in general, the cast is probably the biggest thing. If you get me a really fun cast, fun narrators, you know, they, they can they can crack jokes, they can have a good time, they can create drama, they can be weird and goofy and off the wall. That's what's going to draw me in week to week more than really in-depth strategy or awesome challenges, which I love. I love both of those parts too. But you give me just an awesome cast that gels together and clashes together, a little bit of both. And, and that's what just really hooks you in from the entertainment side of things. But um, Jared, I'll turn this over to you. What about, what about Survivor? You know, a couple, a couple points there that just really draw you in as a fan. Yeah, I more like the aspect of watching people interact with each other. So I guess you could say in a way it's the cast, but it's just more so watching people who would never meet each other in real life having to get together and in some cases rely solely on each other in pursuit of $1 million, (laughs) like to, to just have to stay on an Island with someone you hate for over a month (laughs) and pretend you like them. And it's really the only option you have. Um, Just watching people have to make that work is hilarious. Um, I think, uh, you and me have talked about this a little bit, but what first got me hooked was the whole Richard Hatch and Rudy dynamic from season one, where it's like, man, these these two guys' paths would not cross in a hundred lifetimes. And we all know how long Rudy lived. So that's that's a lot of time. And it was just so interesting, like to see how well that alliance worked just because like they put aside all their differences and, you know, had the same goal in mind and they made it happen. Yeah. And those, seeing those different personalities, you know, meet and clash and gel together. Like you said, you know, it's people who, who wouldn't necessarily meet in their everyday lives. And now they're relying on each other for, for company, for support, for, you know, tips and advice and, getting food and whatever else it might be. And then you see the people that don't get along together and how they deal with that when you can't just walk away or you can walk away 50 feet. But at the end, end of the day, you're at camp together, you're on the beach together, you're competing in challenges together. And it's just such a, such a unique dynamic that I don't really see play out anywhere else in real life or, or on TV. It's not manufactured on a scripted show. And it's just some, such a unique experience to get to witness. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I guess even farther than that, uh, one of the really enjoyable things is also watching how people are affected um, by, you know, the lack of food, just the constant strategizing and having to make your brain run and like, some people get exhausted and you can see they just can't handle it. And some people get stronger as the game goes on like a Rick Devins, you know, and it's, it's just like, you really never know what you're going to get from any cast that they throw out there. Absolutely. And I mean, it's funny you mentioned the, how they handle the food specifically, because I've been rewatching and will continue to rewatch a 
handful of the seasons um, for our, where we go through our, our rankings here. And I just recently rewatched heroes, healers, hustlers. And there's this scene where Cole literally passes out from not eating enough. And then there's a scene right before the merge where Devin is, he can barely walk up a little like hill of sand. And then you've got other people who based on what we've seen in the show, at least couldn't care less about how little food they're getting and just how, how people in the exact same situation, how they react differently to their, this weird, weird environment. It's just, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So, yeah, I would, I mean, getting back to your original question, that's probably my, my favorite thing is just watching how people interact with each other and watching how they handle it, you know, personally, if I were to think of a couple other things, um, I also find it really interesting how people choose to manage the jury and like kind of work out in their head how they are going to get to the end, but also get votes. And you can see some people are really horrible at it, but they <laughs> think they're doing a good job. And then yep. um, some people think that they're like, yeah, I've kind of, I kind of pissed a lot of people off here, but they end up getting a lot of votes and um, yeah, just that's another kind of unpredictable aspect, but um, yeah, the whole, the whole thing with having to vote out the people that you eventually want to give you a million dollars is, is just such a interesting uh, facet to the game. Yes. Spoiler alert. That's one reason why the edge sucks, but we'll get to that, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Not that that's, a, a new point to be made um but and that's the other thing going from season to season you know the jury specifically you know what what they value can change from one to the next to the next to the next you know from 20 different juries could value 20 different different things more you know does someone love a challenge piece somebody love a player who which is running the strategy the entire time someone who's just very nice and and is friends with everybody, you know, there's so much that they can put, put their emphasis on. And then like you were, like you were referencing there as one of the finalists, you need to read what the jury is going to value and what they're going to consider, you know, quote unquote, strong gameplay. And then you have to describe your game to match that. Even if it's not necessarily true, you you need to read, I mean, social awareness and social self-awareness, it might be the biggest attribute to have on the Island and knowing how to how to work the jury and that's why I see people with great social skills win the game so much because they know how to act around people which sounds sounds ridiculous that that's such a key <laughs> a key part of the game but just being socially aware just plays such a big big part and knowing how to play different people you know thinking of of Todd's final tribal in 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 China when he tells Jean Robert that he had to vote him out because he was too big of a threat whether he believed it or not, yeah, matter because great. Jean Robert believed that he believed it, and he was basically like speechless when he said that. So just just being able to read people and seeing just everyday people make these like just incisive moves, like Todd, and just like oh, he's a flight attendant, but he just he zeroed in on these people. That no matter what you do or where you come from, you know people can do a lot of awesome things, and Survivor gives them such a unique opportunity to kind of just put those abilities on display. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell some people are just made for it too. Um, and, and those are some of my favorites to watch, but, uh, yeah, again, going back to just how people react differently to being on the show. Um, 
yeah, one of the things that you look for is like, who's really thriving in this environment and who's not. And I remember one of my favorite lines was uh, uh, Sandra, her husband is, or, you know, is a veteran, uh, was in the army and uh, she would say, yeah, he goes overseas and I stay back and play survivor. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> like, that's, that's just what she does. So um, yeah, just, just all kinds of different people you see on the show. That's, that's my favorite. All right. Well, I think um, this first episode is going to be a little shorter. So unless there's anything else you want to add, I can think I can kind of close it out here with a couple kind of housekeeping notes. No, I think I'm good. Um, I'm just really looking forward to getting into talking about some of these seasons. Cause I know uh, we're going to have, a lot to discuss in terms of what we agree on and what we disagree on. And, Absolutely. Um, and and next week, there won't be a lot of disagreement, at least based on the rankings. Um, but we'll see maybe how we got to those specific rankings. Um, so we can that, hate the seasons for different reasons, though. Exactly. We can hate them for different and love them for different. So we'll see where we line up there. Um, next week, we won't tell you the order they'll be in, but we, we will tell you which seasons we will be talking about. Season 5, Thailand. Season 9, Vanuatu. Season 11, Guatemala, season 21, Nicaragua, and season 39, Island of the Idols. Probably not too many surprises there. Most people probably could have pegged the, most of those as bottom five to 10 seasons, but still fun to go go over them, see what maybe stood out as, as good things in those seasons, because most, if not every season, with maybe one or two exceptions, have have good things about them. Um, but then for the, for the podcast side, a couple people to thank here, um, our good buddy Chris, put together the intro for us, you know, the music for that. So big thanks to him. And then my buddy Brian did the logo for the podcast and that you see on our socials. So big thanks to both of those guys. And you can follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, on Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. And if you want to chat with us, send us any messages, suggestions, whatever, we'd be happy to do that. Either tag us or use the hashtag Llama Talk. That's what we'll be using when when we post. And like Jared said, we're just really, really looking forward to this. You guys who love Survivor, even if five people listen to this, that's going to be awesome. We're just here. This is what we'd have, just be talk. hanging out talking about. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. We'd be talking Survivor anyway. Might as well do it in a podcast and see what comes from it. We're just, we're just here to have a good time. And we hope that that comes through, that anyone who listens just has a good time with us. And so with that, for Jared Sunden, this is Matt Hambage. And we'll see you next week with another Scoop of the Crispy.